ஷதுல்லாஹிலாஹிலாஹிலாஹிலாஹிலாஹிலாஹிலாஹிலாஹிலாஹிலாஹிலாஹிலாஹிலாஹிலாஹிலாஹிலாஹிலாஹிலா
everyone knows that these verses of the Holy Quran means mean that God has closed their eyes. God has closed their hearts. Khatam Allahu ala him. God has put a seal on their hearts or closed them. And uh, uh, again, uh, in chapter 6, verse 46, Kul ara ayitum in khazal, in, in khazalahu sam'akum wa abfarakum wa khatam, wa khatam ala kulubikum. And say to the disbelievers that uh, if he takes away your ears or your two eyes and if he then seals your heart, puts a seal on their hearts. So what does that mean? That means the hearts are closed. God doesn't physically take away anyone's ears or anyone's eyes, but people through their own actions, make it so that they don't accept any guidance, they don't hear any guidance, they don't see any guidance. And again, chapter 16 verse, uh, uh, chapter 16 verse 8, or I think it's 108, when God says, when the Holy Quran says, and their hearts and their uh, their hearts and their ears and their eyes have been sealed, they have been closed. And in Mufradat, the uh, the gentleman who wrote this dictionary, he compares it with verse eighteen. Uh, chapter 18 verse 28 where it says the person wala tuti man aghfalna qalbahu an zikrina and the person whom God makes forget his remembrance God's remembrance so the Holy Quran itself says that it means to seal and to seal by by seal it means close. So we don't have to go to anything else to see that uh, uh, you know um, it means that God has closed the hearts, the ears, the eyes, and so on. So when in, 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 in that verse, 30, chapter 33, verse 40, God says, I have sealed prophethood. It means exactly the same thing. I have closed prophethood. And what does closing prophethood mean? Someone has explained it, that if you have a box and you close it in such a way, that nothing can come out 
and nothing can enter it, then that is what that seal is. This is how you seal something. So when we talk about the seal of the prophets, what it means is that, and this is interesting and important to remember, that when we say Khatmun Nabiyin, we mean that, oh God means that uh, no prophet, old prophet is going to lose his prophethood and no prophet is, no new prophet is going to come. Why? Because as I explained to you, sealing meant that if you have a box and you close it up in such a way that nothing can come out. So if there is a prophet in that box who's already a prophet, then he's not going to lose his prophethood. And no one else can enter into a box and become a new prophet. And I emphasize this for this reason, that in the whole world, it's only the Lahore MDA movement that believes that the Holy Prophet Muhammad is the last of the prophets and no prophet, whether old or new, is going to appear in the world after the Holy Prophet Muhammad Now in recent times, we've seen the Lahore Amdiya movement gain great successes in many different ways. In the UK, the government has accepted our interpretation of the Sharia and they have banned forced marriages. They have implemented no-fault divorce. They have they reduced the rate of interest to zero to allow people to cope with the effects of coronavirus. Even before that, the law was changed so that uh, if um, uh, someone fell behind in their monthly installments on the loan they'd taken to buy a house, the lender wasn't allowed to throw them out of the house immediately. They would go to court and the court would mediate and try and find some way in which the lender could accommodate this person. These are examples of non-Muslims who are accepting our interpretation of the Sharia and, and, and uh, the Holy Quran. But the same thing is happening in the Muslim world. The traditional inter interpretation is that if there is a Muslim government somewhere, then it is their duty to take up the sword and uh, attack other countries and kill on all non-Muslims and include that territory 
in their own country. Now, we have not only non-Muslim governments, but we have atheistic, atheistic governments. But if we, if we include, if we just look at and include non-Muslim governments, there were Muslim countries who were part of treaties like CETO and CENTO, which were actually created by Christians. There are Muslim countries, I mean, Russia and China, they are communist countries, and generally they are atheists. So technically, all Muslim governments should be attacking them. But do we see any Muslim government attacking Russia and China and so on? No, we don't. We have China is regarded as the best friend of Pakistan. There is huge Chinese investment which goes under the name CPEC, under which they're building railways and roads and so on, connecting China to uh, the Indian Ocean and, and uh, so on. So all of these things, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed said, when people said, why don't you declare there should be a jihad and Muslims should attack the British and throw them out of India? Hazrat Sahib said, number one, only a Muslim government can declare jihad. So why doesn't the government of Iran or the government of Afghanistan declare a jihad against the British? Why doesn't the Nizam of Hyderabad declare a jihad against the British? You've come to a person sitting in Qadian who has no resources, who doesn't have an army, who doesn't have the means to establish an army, and you're saying to him, declare jihad against the British. Why don't you ask these people? And we've seen that Hazrat Masih Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib was correct in the advice that he gave that this is not an age where you can gain superiority over other people by force of arms. We've recently seen that America had to withdraw from Afghanistan. Which shows that Hazrat Saab, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, was correct. America had to withdraw from Vietnam. America had to withdraw from Afghanistan. America has had to withdraw from Iraq. So Hazrat Saab's contention that this is not an age where you'll achieve superiority by force of arms was correct. The point I'm making is that all governments, whether Muslim or non-Muslim, have had to accept the interpretation of Islam given by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam. They have come 
to the interpretation of Islam by Lahori Ahmadis. But most important of all was what I saw on television when the new Pakistani Prime Minister was being sworn in. As you know, from the verse that I recited, and as I've mentioned, we believe, Lahori Amdis believe that now no prophet is going to come, whether it's an old prophet or a new one. The Holy Prophet Muhammad was the very last prophet. But other Muslims, our brothers and sisters, they believe some that Jesus Christ will come again. And he will lose his station of being a prophet. When Amdis object and say that the Quran says that no prophet can now come, the Hadith says that no prophet can, come, can now come, they say, oh, well, Jesus will lose his prophethood when he appears. And others bring a totally new prophet. So some bring an old prophet, some bring a new prophet. I mean, if we go back to the example I gave at the beginning, that the word used, Khatim, you can give an example that it's like a box. You close the box so nothing can come out. So if Jesus is in that box as a prophet, his prophethood cannot come out. And nothing can enter the box. So let us see. I'm not going to read out the whole of the oath uh, uh, the uh, new prime minister took, but just the last sentence. The oath ended with these words. I believe the Holy Prophet Muhammad to be the Khatamun Nabiyyin, the last prophet after whom there is no prophet. Let me repeat that. I believe the Holy Prophet Muhammad to be the Khatamun Nabiyyin, the last prophet after whom there is no prophet. He didn't say an old prophet will come. Forget about a new one. He didn't even say an old prophet will come. His words are that the last prophet after whom there is no prophet. And this is what Lahori Amdis have been saying. This was the first person to say this was Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib. That Jesus cannot come because no prophet can come after the Holy Prophet Muhammad. And that's the point on which the Jamaat split into Ahmadis and Qadianis or Lahoris and Qadianis. That Qadianis said a new prophet has come. And Hazrat Maulana Muhammad Ali Sahib and his companion said no. No prophet can now come. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad's tombstone said Mujaddad. And the Jamaat was split on that point. For years we've had debates. In South Africa we had debates. 
in two cases where our opponents said that Jesus is going to come again. He was bodily taken up to heaven. But the oath taken by the new Pakistani Prime Minister, which ended with the words, I believe the Holy Prophet Muhammad to be the Khatamun Nabi and that no prophet will come after him. He did not make any exceptions. He didn't say, but an old prophet who's lost his prophethood. So once again, once again, the world has turned to the Lahoriyam, the interpretation of Islam. And this is why it is important that we point these things out and we invite people to come and join us. So that rather than piecemeal, in bits and pieces, people turning to Islam, they can adopt the whole of the Lahoriyam, the teaching, in one go, so that Muslims can march forward to glorious intellectual and scholarly victories over other belief systems. It doesn't matter to God. If you don't do it, you won't succeed, as we have seen. And time and time again, the West and the Muslims, everyone has turned to Islam as interpreted by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad and Hazrat Maulana Muhammad Ali to guide their countries to the right path. I am very pleased by those words of the oath. Let us pray that uh, all Muslims accept those words and follow them truly in their hearts. Before I sit down, I want to uh, tell you that uh, Hazrat Amir is much better. Um, he was expected home. To, uh, he's expected home today or tomorrow. So let us pray that uh, he comes home um, in full health to resume his his duties. And all others who are ill. Yes, uh, last Friday I announced that our brother in Italy is extremely unwell and he's undergoing serious chemotherapy, which uh, in itself is very painful. So pray for him as well. And all the other people who may be sick or facing difficulties in life, that God may have mercy 
on everyone. And if you can, try and help. Try and help someone who's in difficulties, regardless of whether the, whatever his religion is or whatever his sect is. Your help should be above these considerations. Barakallahu lana wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Azim wa nafana wa iyaakum bil ayati wa zikr al-Hakim innahu ta'ala jawadun kareemun malikun wa rawfur rahim Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah, nahmduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa nominu bihi wa natabakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyiyati amalina man yakhdihillahu falamudillalahu wa man yudlilhu falahadiyala Ma'ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasul Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Ali Muhammadin kama sallayta ala Ibrahima wa ala Ali Ibrahima innaka hamdun majid. Allahumma barik ala Muhammadin wa ala Ali Muhammadin kama barakta ala Ibrahima wa ala Ali Ibrahima innaka hamidun majid. Allahumma ansur man nasaradina Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa jalna minhum wa ksul man khazaladina Muhammadin Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa la taj'alna minhum. Ibadallah rahmukumullah. Ibadallah rahmukumullah. Inna allaha ya'muru bil adli wa laysani wa itazil kurba wa yanha anil fakhyai wal munkiri wal baghi ya'izukum la allakum tazakkaroon. Uzkurullaha yazkurkum wa dhuhu yastajiblakum wa lazikurullahi akbar. Wallahu ya'alamu ma tasna'oon. Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah, Ashadu anna Muhammad al-Rasulullah, Hayla salah, hayla al-falah, qad qamati salat, qad qamati salat, Allahu Akbar, la ilaha illallah. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهتنا الثوات المستقيم فرات الذين أنأمت عليهم غير المغدوب عليهم وَلَدْبَالِينَ 
Thank you for joining us for our Friday service. Uh, we did have some technical difficulties, but uh, we uh, seem to have brought you a broadcast of uh, some kind. So I hope you didn't have too much difficulty following the khutbah or the prayers. Until we meet again next Friday, I take my leave of you. Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz, and goodbye.